Well, what's up, Mosaic family? How y'all doing tonight? Good to see y'all. Hey, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with sexual addiction, codependency, depression, and my name is Michael. Good to see y'all. So glad y'all are here. Uh, I'm on staff with Fellowship Bible Church. I work primarily with our Friday night congregation, celebrate recovery. And so if you want to check that out, feel free to do that on Friday nights. We meet at 7 o'clock. Uh, but my wife over there on the piano, Mary Beth, we, uh, we are a part of Mosaic, a Saturday night congregation, and we love being a part of the family here. And so we're going to start off a little, something a little different, but we're doing a new song tonight, and it's called Gratitude. Some of you may know it, uh, but a song by Brandon Lake, and we'll be doing that full song later. Uh, but we want to just take a time to teach you all kind of the main part of the song, the chorus. So some of you didn't know you were signing up for a little choir rehearsal tonight. So, but, uh, but it's really essentially at its core, gratitude is about those times in our lives when we don't know what's going on. I, maybe life is really difficult, but even in the midst of that, I can still raise my hands and cry out hallelujah, which is just a praise to God. So Cassie and Mary Beth are going to help me. And I'll want to hear y'all singing. So, but the, the chorus goes like this. So we'll, we'll sing it. We'll sing it once through and then we'll have you all sing it. And so uh, I'm going to dig into my inner junior high choir director, former junior high choir director right here. So, but here's how it sounds. So ready. So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a That's perfect. The next part is different words, but basically the melody is the same. So y'all ready to sing that? We're going to learn the song together. I love it. Hey, also, if you're a guy, you might be singing down here. So I throw up my hands. I don't sing down there because I don't have a manly voice. So I sing up here. So, but if you want to sing down there, that's totally fine. So, all right, y'all ready? Be listen. Actually, I'm going to pull my ear out so I pull my inner ear out so I can hear y'all. So here we go. So or so down there. So ready and so I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. That's good. Cause all that I have is a hallelujah. not much and I know it's not much I've nothing else fit for a king cause all that I have is a hallelujah hallelujah except for me singing the wrong words you all did a great job so you all sound great. So hey, we'll, we'll sing that whole song later, but just wanted to give you kind of a, a little, uh, what does that sound like? And we can sing it together as a congregation. So, hey, I'm very grateful that we as a church have multiple congregations, multiple sites to more effectively reach people in Northwest Arkansas. And so I just want you to take a second. Uh, we're going to watch a video kind of giving us an update on what's going on up north in Bentonville on our Bentonville campus. And so take a second and check this video out. I want to take an opportunity to just give a real quick update on Fellowship Bentonville and also to say thanks. Uh, the launch of Fellowship Bentonville has been a thrilling. We love to see the same two things that you love to see. Uh, simply, we love to see released leaders and change lives. 
or to say it another way, we love to see change lives through release leaders. And we are seeing both of those at Fellowship Bentonville the same as you are. In fact, the week before we launched, we gathered all of our spiritual leaders together for a simple time of worship and prayer and communion. And then we had everyone who was involved somehow in Fellowship Bentonville. And a new family joined us because they had signed up to serve in elementary ministry. They brought their elementary children. And as Doug Rains was leading us through a very simple, sweet communion time, their elementary daughter understood the gospel clearly and trusted Christ that evening, even the week before we opened. And since that opening, the biggest movement of God that we have seen is this a swell of people who, who are just stakeholders in a kingdom movement. Uh, I saw it yesterday morning in our legacy gathering. Our legacy min ministry is our senior saints who are passionate about living and finishing well. And I was with about 125 of them and looked at them and said that you, I really believe that Fellowship Bentonville was launched in the hearts and on the shoulders of those men and women. Uh, they have led the way in the way they pray and serve and live and lead spiritually. They're the kind of men and women that we want to be as we follow them towards the future. I've also seen it in the way community groups have multiplied. It's never easy to leave a group that you know and love. And yet I've watched people do so willingly because they know that we need to have more spiritual homes for new neighbors who are coming in. And they bought into the bigger vision than just the, the comfort of their known community. It's a sweet thing to see. We believe the Holy Spirit is at work in and through His people. And that really goes back all the way to this congregation's willingness to launch uh, new church congregations. This sense of being open-handed to what God would want to do in the future. And so I want to say thank you. Thank you for serving and investing and encouraging and praying and cheerleading the movement of God among you. And we hope to be good stewards of that as well in Bentonville because Lord willing, he will do the same and make us open-handed as we generously and cheerfully embrace the next movement of God through us as well. God bless. Amen. We affirm that as well as Mosaic. Oh, hey church, my name's Kyle Jackson and I am the worship pastor here. I know this does not look very worship pastory of me. This is Michael leading worship in my place tonight. So thank you, Michael, for leading tonight. Um, hey, if you're a guest, I wanna welcome you into our doors on this cozy Saturday night. We're thankful that you're here. And we did this last week, so it's something I wanna try again this week. If you would, we're, we're, we're practicing something as a staff called practicing things that are appropriately challenging. So I think this is something that we can do as a church. We want to appropriately challenge you to shake hands with someone or meet someone who is next to you. So if you will, stand up, shake someone's hand, introduce yourself. I'll give you about 30 seconds to say hi. Hey team. Okay, about 10 more seconds. Wrap up your stories, wrap up your stories. All right, all right, all right. Thanks, church. Hey, I wanna, I wanna extend an invite here. Um, I, I get to serve as a team leader of uh, the worship team. 
And we're going to have something called a worship collective coming up. I see some of our worship team members here um, and, and it's very exciting for me as we're getting ready to, to move into this launch season. And what's gonna happen at this worship collective is Laura Self and I are gonna cast vision for our whole year and what we're gonna do as a worship team. And when I say worship team, I mean way more than as much as I love my instrumentalist and vocalist friends. I mean, way more than that. We need people to serve in tech, um, with ushering, with communion team, and we'll, we'll get to that actually a little bit later in our service. But I wanna just open the invite up to come to our worship collective. If you're just curious what it means to be a part of the worship team, just come. Uh, that'll be Tuesday, August 30th from 6 to 7.30. I believe we're having coffee and dessert is the, the move. Um, so yeah, and finally, uh, we're, we're actually gonna be selling these Ephesians books out in the lobby, uh, getting ready for our upcoming series in a couple weeks. So there'll be $10 per book, cash or card. Um, so yeah, after the service, uh, go snaggy an Ephesians book. They are gorgeous. Um, a lot of just really well done art in this book. So hey, I'll pray for us as we continue in our worship tonight and prepare our hearts to worship Jesus. Would you stand with me? Oh, Father, we love you. Lord, we give you all of the praise tonight in this gathering. Spirit, would we keep in step with you as we sing praises, Lord, as we have conversations with one another, as we look each other in the eye as a community. Lord, would it all just be for your, for your glory so that we can worship you. We love you, God. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Mosaic, we're getting ready to sing a song. And the chorus says, Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. So sing to your King tonight. Let's sing to our King Jesus tonight from our hearts.
Mosaic family, we're going to pray our offering prayer that we pray each week. So uh, since we do it each week, if you have been here, you probably know some of it by heart, even if you don't realize that. So as we read this together, would you um, just put your heart in a place of prayer? Okay, direct these words to the Lord as we pray them together. Will you pray with me? Oh, Father, giver of all, every good, perfect gift comes from you. We ask you to accept these gifts and use them to your glory. May they bring shelter to the homeless, comfort to the sick, rest to the weary, and hope to the hopeless. As you multiply the offering of fish and loaves, multiply these to accomplish more than we can ask or imagine. We give freely and not under compulsion, for all we have is yours, Lord. Nothing we can give could match your great gift to us, your Son and your Spirit.
Mosaic. My name is Melissa Church. Um, my husband, Chris, I have a son, Will. He's married to a young lady named Grace Ann, very appropriate. Um, I'm a member of the Mosaic Women's Committee, and I lead Bible study for the women. And I'm happy to answer any questions about um, how you can serve women or how you can join us in study of the word. But I'm here tonight to read the Holy Scripture. And I'm reading about the fellowship of believers from Acts 2, 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And we acknowledge together that this is the word of the Lord. Thanks, team. Hey, something really special just happened for me, so I'm gonna be selfish. Um, every single worship leader you see on stage uh, have committed to lead our worship team in a shepherding role. Um, so they are the ones who are in the weeds making disciples within our worship ministry. So it's just really special for me to get to sit and worship with them uh, on stage. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, hey, my name's Kyle. I'm the worship leader. I introduced uh, that earlier. And this is Laura. We'll get to her in a little bit. Um, and tonight, we're gonna continue in our Grow Together series at Mosaic. Uh, this is an effort as a staff to clarify our rhythms and routines. We wanna fight the hustle that's happening. How many had a crazy busy week this week? Everything is happening. School's back, summer's ending, all kinds of emotions are flaring. Um, this, is, this is kind of what we're casting the vision to, to let's stay the course, let's stay within these bounds so this is what we're, we're saying growing together looks like as a church. And Colin started this last week. So to grow together means that we're a church that learns together. To grow together means that we're a church that worships together. To grow together means that we're a church that gathers together. It means that we're a church that serves together and we're a church that makes disciples together. Tonight we're gonna focus in on how Mosaic gathers and worships together. You probably could have guessed that by now. Um, and, and the way I would like to start tonight is introducing our staff team uh, that helps me uh, kind of implement a lot of what our vision is as a worship team. So my name's Kyle, there I am. It's an old picture when I had a beard. Uh, I look kind of different now, I feel like. Uh, this is Laura Self. Um, she is our worship ministry leader as well, so she partners with me in kind of implementing vision, meeting with some of our adult worship, worship leaders, and also equipping the next generation. Uh, she has done an incredible job uh, getting in the weeds of our elementary and student ministry worship leaders and just growing them as worshipers. Uh, next, we have Laura Santelman. Laura, are you back? I don't know if you're in the room. She, she kind of has to run around a lot. She would probably, <laughs> even if she's in here, she won't raise her hand. But she's the glue that holds Saturday night together for our team. So she is always uh, the, the queen of the details. She's making sure we have things like communion set up, like things like beautiful candles to light the communion. 
Um, so she serves as our production coordinator, coordinating everything inside of this room. And finally, we have Tom Toomer, who is a volunteer who serves on our staff team, um, and he is in charge of our prayer ministry. So what a gift it is to have someone seated at our table a couple times a week talking into our uh, conversations as we implement mission and vision into our services. So last week, Colin reminded us that the purpose of Fellowship Bible Church is to glorify God with a vision to change the heart and soul of Northwest Arkansas and the world through our mission to produce and release spiritual leaders who know and express the authentic Christ. And since we're talking about worship tonight, we also wanted to share the mission of our Mosaic worship team, which reflects this broader vision of and mission of fellowship. So the Mosaic worship team exists to create and cultivate spaces of worship so that others may know and express the authentic Christ. And it is a really special thing for our team to get to create these spaces here at Mosaic, because Mosaic has a unique identity as a congregation within fellowship. When we gather together, we acknowledge that we all come broken, struggling, hurting, and as we worship together, we're reminded that even in our brokenness, we know that we all matter to God, and we matter to each other as well. And as we gather and worship together like a beautiful mosaic, God receives all the glory. Amen. Yeah, so we do really affirm that the church must worship and gather together. Um, so we're gonna look back at Acts chapter two, the passage that Colin set up last week, and here's just a little more context. Um, Luke, who is Paul's road trip buddy, uh, is writing to take account of what he had experienced so far in this journey. The book begins with the promise of God's spirit to be with his people. He's fulfilling a prophetic promise that the prophets wrote. Uh, you can look at Isaiah 32, Ezekiel 36, or Joel 2. And then we see Christ ascending into heaven, fulfilling this image from Daniel chapter seven, where he becomes enthroned and finds himself seated at the right hand of the Father. Before he ascends into heaven, Jesus makes a promise that he will return to rule one day, but he leaves a promise, his Holy Spirit. There's gonna be a new temple, the messianic kingdom, a new temple within the messianic kingdom that is to be filled with his presence so that you may be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So here's an interesting thing about this passage is where the, the church in Acts chapter two finds themselves in just this grand scheme of history, Fellowship Mosaic finds himself in the same place. So it's this, this kind of phenomenon that has been coined the already not yet. So you, you, you see this kind of overlapping of time, the age of old with the age to come, Christ ruling both of those. And we have now present with us the Holy Spirit guiding us. Um, it's it's the, the, the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ. And it's just a privilege to live between these lines, just like we see the very first church doing in Acts chapter two. So we're gonna read this passage again, knowing that, that that's the context that we find ourselves. And I wanna invite you um, to, to, to read this like it was written to you, to read this like it was written to the church, um, not, not necessarily to Acts two, but let's, let's put it in Mosaic's words now. So would you just notice what thoughts, what questions, what emotions come up as we read through Acts 2. So I'm gonna start. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. 
All the believers were together and they had everything in common. They sold possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together. It's beautiful. With glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And hear this, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Did you make any observations as you read that passage? I'm not gonna ask you to share, but here's some that I, I was able to observe as I read this passage. So first I noticed uh, that they were devoted. They devoted themselves, a practice they had. Um, here's another one, a working of the Holy Spirit. They were filled with awe. Um, another practice they had as a church was they gave to anyone in need. Another practice they had was that they met together every day in the temple. And another practice they had was that they broke bread in their homes together. And another work of the Spirit amongst them was that they praised God and they enjoyed the favor of one another. Isn't that beautifully worded? Enjoying the favor. So these actions, I would argue, are six ways that the church worshiped. Um, I, I would say that these six ways are, are, are the way that they responded to the goodness of Jesus. So church, the point that I want to make tonight before we dive in into a little bit of our own context is that we gather and worship together so that we might become more like Jesus. We gather and worship together so that we might become more like Jesus. That's the goal. The other church in Acts 2 had an established liturgy or a rhythm that helped them become more like Jesus. It withstood persecution, crusades, and many more for the years to come, even though it was hard this liturgy was kind of the, the, the rock that they were able uh, to, to move forward on. So the word liturgy, I just wanna explain it very quickly. It, it comes from this Greek word, liturgia, or liturgia. Nick, you'll have to correct me. I don't know the correct way to say that. Um, it's, it's literally called the people's work. So you might have an idea of liturgy, uh, maybe that it's old, boring, ancient, Catholic. A few words might come to mind when you hear this, but um, here's a modern understanding of how we can understand what liturgy is and how it affects us as a church. A liturgy is any service that has form or function within our church. All churches have liturgy. In fact, you can have liturgies within your liturgy. This is where I get to get a little nerdy. So if you think about kind of the Russian dolls where they kind of stack into each other, that's the way liturgies function within a church. Um, we have liturgies in all of our worship services. Your community group probably has a liturgy. Um, your uh, marriage relationship probably has a liturgy. Um, what it is, it, have, has anyone ever, you ever heard the phrase, someone smiled you into smiling? I've got a one and a half year old and I can do that almost every day and it just warms my heart. Or I can just kind of, he might be grumpy at something and I can just smile at him. And then he'll start to kind of smile back and it's just, it's that idea of, it's an opportunity for the people of God to sing you into singing, to serve you into serving and to develop you into a spiritual leader just so that you might share the goodness of the gospel with somebody else. We work hard at Mosaic to keep our liturgies consistent because they can get kind of all over the place at some point. So uh, I'm excited for Laura to explain tonight what our Mosaic liturgy looks like. So I'm gonna walk us through uh, the liturgy of our Saturday night Mosaic gatherings. The first thing that you will note when you walk through those doors that you will be hearing the word of God. We notice that the, in Acts 2, the early church was devoted to the apostles' teaching. And as they were devoted, we too are devoted to being consistent, consistently teaching the word of God 
at our mosaic gatherings. You'll also see that we participate in ordinances of the church at Mosaic. An ordinance is simply a practice and function of the church that is ordained by God. And these practices have been going on since the earliest days of the church. And the two that you'll see here at Mosaic most often are baptism and communion. Baptism is an outward display of an inward change. When someone believes in Jesus as their savior, Baptism symbolized that the old self is buried with Christ and the new self has been raised to life in him. In Acts 2.38, Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Also, like the early church, we observe communion together or the Eucharist, which means thanksgiving. And Jesus himself tells us to take communion together to remember the sacrifice that was made for us. Matthew 26 says, while they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And even later tonight, we're gonna observe communion together later in our service. Another part of our liturgy at Mosaic is singing, and nearly half of the time that we spend when we gather together is spent singing together. We place such a high value on singing because it is so clearly important to God. The Bible actually references singing over 400 times, and at least 50 of those are direct commands to sing. Psalm 96, one through two says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. And the early church was a beautiful picture of this being lived out in community. Acts 2, 46, 47 says that every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And at Mosaic, we value this time that we spend singing together because we believe that as we sing together, we unify around the truth of the gospel. We also edify and encourage each other to become more like Jesus. Colossians 3.16 tells us to let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Now I wanna take a moment and I wanna speak to those of you who may be thinking, well, I'm not a musician. Have you heard me sing? <laughs> God did not create me to be a singer. And maybe you feel that way. But hear me when I say that God did create you to be a worshiper. He created you to praise him, and specifically through singing. In fact, um, in Psalm 148, it says that we are created to praise him in community with other people, with the angels in the heavenly realms, and in fact, with all of creation. Isn't that exciting? That's something to get excited about. So my friends, if there is any part of you that is withholding your praises because your voice isn't good enough, 
Hear me when I say that your praises are beautiful to God. And your voice matters in this place. Mosaic, may we never take for granted the incredible opportunity that we have every Saturday night to gather and sing and praise together. May it be a rich time where God is glorified and we are transformed to be more like Jesus as we sing together. Another part of our liturgy at Mosaic is prayer. Prayer is a form of worship that we care deeply about here at Mosaic. In fact, as a staff, the first thing we do in our week, every Monday morning, we gather together and we pray. We pray for each other, we pray for you, we pray for our church, we pray for our world. And every Saturday night, we look forward to gathering and praying with you. And you've probably noticed that often in our services we have what we call prayer pauses. And through these pauses, we want to encourage and grow a culture of prayer here at Mosaic. A culture that reflects the same devotion to prayer that we see lived out in the early church. So Acts 2.42 says, they devoted themselves to teaching, to fellowship, the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So what does it look like to be a church who's devoted to prayer? We're gonna take just a quick running tour through the 32 times that Luke mentions prayer in Acts. So when did the church pray? They prayed in times of crisis, when making decisions or establishing leaders, when repenting, when saying goodbye. What did they pray for? It's leaders, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, sinners to repent, missions, physical safety. And what happened after the church prayed? Pentecost, earthquake, evangelism, resuscitation, healing, and miraculous release from prison. Wow. I want to be a part of a church like that. I want to be a part of a community of people who are devoted to prayer. And that is why we're so intentional about creating space when we gather for us to learn to pray with and for each other. Now, I want to acknowledge that all of us even in different seasons of our lives, may, have, may feel differently about how comfortable we feel with prayer. You may be someone who feels like your prayer life is thriving, you're interceding for others, you're praying unceasingly, having prayer retreats, or you might be someone who says, I don't even know how to pray. And it terrifies me to think about praying with or for someone. And I want you to know that wherever you are, that is okay. God wants to meet you right where you are, and he wants to invite you into deeper relationship with him through prayer. Prayer is a spiritual practice that can be learned and that will grow and deepen with time. And we have an amazing group of people here, our, our Mosaic prayer team, about prayer. And they are also available every Saturday night to pray, pray with you during and after service as well. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 expresses my hope for Mosaic, that we may be a people who rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. An element of our liturgy that is pretty unique to Mosaic is our selahs. 
So the word Selah appears uh, at the end of 71 verses um, in the book of Psalms and three in Habakkuk. And while we don't have an exact translation of the word Selah, some scholars suggest that it comes from the Hebrew root Salah, which means to pause. Others think it's derived from the root word Kalah, which means to hang, specifically for the purpose of weighing or measuring the value of something. So it's in this context that some believe that when Selah appeared at the end of a verse, it called for a musical pause to stop and contemplate or weigh the value of the words that had just been sung or spoken. And that is how you will see Selah's used here at Mosaic. After the teach or after a scripture or a song, you'll see the word Selah appear on the screen. And that is just a prompt for us to pause and reflect on what we have just heard or sung and ask God to reveal to us the value of that truth. And I want to encourage you, if in those Selah moments you ever feel uncomfortable in the silence, I just invite you to take a breath and in your mind say, God, thank you for being with me. And what do you want to say to me as I pause and reflect on your truth? The last element that I'd like to touch on is what we call our body lifetime. And this, this is usually at the beginning of the service. You might think of it like announcement time or something like that, but I want to call you to a higher understanding of our body lifetime. This is the time that we share the things that God is doing in and through Mosaic. We communicate opportunities to learn together, worship together, and gather together. And we also share how God is moving through released leaders who are serving together and making disciples together all over Northwest Arkansas and the world. So here's something that's very exciting to me. All of these elements that I've just spoken to of our liturgy here in this room are also happening all over campus in our preschool and children and elementary and student services. And I encourage you, if you're not already, to be a part of what God is doing in those places. Volunteer to help raise up the next generation of disciple makers. I promise that you will be blessed as you do. We also place great value on worshiping together cross-generationally. And this is why we have regular rhythms throughout the year to allow us to worship together as a larger Mosaic family. Our high school students worship with us every week during second service. They all sit right up here and get kind of crazy, and we love it. And our middle school, school students join us once a month in our next-gen services. And then we also have family services throughout the year that include all ages. So thank you for hanging with me through all of these elements of our liturgy. These are the things that as we gather together, my prayers, they help shape us as a Mosaic family to be more like Jesus. Yeah, so thank you, Laura. That was very well said. Um, yeah, I, I'm so grateful to have Laura on our team. Um, she is so passionate, about, especially about this last point of equipping the next generation. But I wanna talk about you for a second. What does this mean for you? Why are you here right now? Really, why did you come to church tonight? 
I wanna give you a second even to write it down if you need to. Have you really thought about that recently? Because you don't have to be here, but we want you here because we see it as a high value as a part of being the church. And the reason it's a high value is because when we're together, we get to worship together. There's all kinds of cool science about things that happen when you sing together. You should look up some stuff. It's just a quick Google search. There's something that God has wired inside of us to worship and sing together. And just to let you in, even on some things that we're processing as a team, uh, someone posed the question to me this past week of, Kyle, how do we get men to sing at church? And I was, I was kind of thrown back, but then I was like, actually, that's a great question. How do, how do we get men to sing at church? Um, and part of that is training. So we're even trying to think of ways that we can practically train you guys to feel more confident as you walk into these doors to sing praises to God. In that conversation, it was with someone who had recently lost their voice. He was talking about how much he missed, how much his worship life felt in the lack because he's not been able to sing. Um, so, so church, I just wanna encourage you to, to give, give your reason to coming to church a why. And if it's to worship Jesus, that's it. If it's to grow together, that's it. So we just wanna provide as many spaces and opportunities as we can for you to worship at Mosaic. So in order for us to be a healthy church, just, just refreshing, we need to be a church that learns together. We need to be a church that worships together. We need to be a church that gathers together, serves together, and makes disciples together. And what I wanna do next is show you a video uh, from our worship team, because I would be remiss if I did not invite you to come take part of being a part of our worship team. So would you check out this video real quick? For me, worship isn't just about connecting with God, it's about connecting with other people. Playing with other people just, just awakened a lot of joy in my life. A lot of my closest friends and, and peers and everything are here. Like I've made those connections through the worship team and through the sound teams, that keeps me coming back. It's a, it's a way I love to worship and feel close to the Lord. You just know people and those people become community. When you know people, it feels more like home. You know, we had been at fellowship for a while, but at some point we we're like, man, we need to get to know people. We need to kind of settle down and, and um, yeah, start serving. He was serving at the soundboard and I was looking for a place to serve too. They needed help in the graphics area and so started jumping in on that. I had always loved music and singing, so I saw other kids being able to do that and I really wanted to get involved. I started doing that like once a month. Once I got in sixth grade in the middle school ministry, they had things like Sela where you could go and start learning about what that looks like. I just started serving on the worship team more regularly. We are a body. God wants the body to work together. And everybody's got a place where they can serve and they can feel like I'm part of this. I'm not just isolated from from the other people. And so we get to know people and we say, oh, there they are. And so again, it feels like family. Worship really speaks to me, like specifically worship music. And so I really love seeing people 
write songs, you know, and share that with the body. I did not like playing in front of people. You know, I didn't even like praying out loud. And so um, to the person who's scared, I would just say, do it scared. If that's what you feel God's leading you to do, and if that's where your heart is, then, then just go for it. The leaders here always made me feel very welcome and comfortable and like it's okay to mess up. Kind of just building that trust with them. You know, I feel most loved here of anywhere, I would say. I've learned so much um, in my, I think I've been here nine years, Brendan Sound, and so uh, it's been awesome. It's kind of fun just to be a part and listen to the band. You get to listen to the band beforehand and you get to hear them sing it a few different times. And it's just really been really fun to get to know everyone. It's an enjoyable experience. I would say to anybody, come and jump in and try it. Whether it's with the prayer team, which I'm a part of, or whether it's the worship team, come and see what God might do as you step in. Just as a reminder, so if some of you might have a stirring inside of your soul right now, whether you're thinking, okay, I've got a guitar in the closet, I haven't <laughs> touched it in years, or you're thinking, I love being around people who love worship, please, I want to invite you to come to our worship collective on August 30th. We have, all, here's the list of some of the positions we have uh, within our team. We do have instrumentalists and vocalists. We have tech positions needed, graphics, lights, um, audio tech, We've got production coordinator positions available if you're the detail type person. Um, we have ushers available to help us serve communion and serve other things in our services. And we even need photographers. If you've got a gift for photography and videography or anything else within that happens within this room, um, I'm a firm believer that we can find a place for you on our worship team. Church, we, we gather together so that we can become more like Jesus. And in effort of that, I, I'd love for us to, to take communion tonight. So I, I just wanna set that up very briefly. Um, there's some logistics I need to communicate to make that happen. Um, if you would exit to your left, we're gonna have people stationed right here. Uh, one person here, one person here, person there, and one person over there. And if you'll just exit to your left and form a line, we'll actually have our prayer team serving you communion tonight. And just take your time and enjoy um, taking communion with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Can I pray for us as we continue in our worship? Oh God, we love you. Father, help develop our hearts to love you and worship you deeper and more. Lord, help us to do things scared. Help us to do things knowing that we, your spirit is with us. Father, not for our own sake, but for your church's sake, so that others might know Jesus, so that others might actually hear the good news of Jesus. Oh God, we love you. And we pray these things in your name. stand up uh, mosaic family and you can gather communion in just a second we'll start singing a little bit if you'll if you'll get that communion go back to your seat and hold on to that for a second we'll sing a little bit of a song here in just a minute 
and then I'll, I'll let you all know when we're gonna take that together, so. family, as you're continuing to get communion, continuing to worship, we're going to start singing this new song, Gratitude. Feel free to sing with us, even as you're waiting in line. And again, I'll let you all know when we, we take that communion together.
Zayfan, would you stand with me? I know, I know for me, a lot of times we take communion often as believers, but may we never forget, may I never forget what this symbolizes. And imagine Jesus on the cross and he knew you would be here tonight. He saw you when you were born. And I imagine him lying on that cross and thinking about the billions and billions of people throughout all eternity. And he said, I love them and I'm dying for them, I'm dying for you. So we talk about on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, he said, this is my body that was broken for you. Take and eat. Then he took the wine and the juice and he said, this is my blood, my life-giving blood. I'm gonna spill for you. He said, take and drink. next part of the song says so come on my soul oh don't you get shy on me I love that lyric lift up your song because you've got a lion inside of those lungs get up and praise the Lord so I don't want you all to be shy and I want you to sing if you don't know it we'll sing it a couple different times <coughs> that bread gets kind of stuck in your throat <coughs> we're gonna sing it a couple times and let's sing to our King Jesus tonight so come on my soul, oh don't you get shy on me, lift up your song, cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs, get up and praise the Lord. Let's sing that again. So come on my soul, oh don't you get shy on me, lift up your song, cause you've got a lion
great night of fellowship. Um, Mosaic, thanks for being here. Um, this is your first time. Uh, if you would like, we have an info booth out in the foyer. Uh, get some more information, get connected. If you need prayer, we have a great prayer team. We wanna connect with you. And it, doesn't have, it could be about the smallest thing in your mind or the biggest thing in your mind, but we wanna pray with you. So we got our prayer team up at the front. We'd love to connect with you about that. So as we leave, I'll say this, we're gonna go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And everyone said, thanks, thanks be, be to, to God. God. We love you, Mosaic. Have a great night.